Yo, what's good, everybody? You're now tuned in to Crockpot Conversations with Anthony D. Sparks. This is a place where I talk about issues that are practical, hopefully in a way that's powerful, to try to give you something that's portable. Thanks so much for listening, and please make sure that you subscribe to and share the podcast, and if possible, please rate it and review it, because without your five stars, I ain't getting very far. This is episode 21, y'all, and I'm so excited because this is another Convos with Creatives. Just again, to remind you, the point of Convos with Creatives is to kind of introduce you to dope people doing dope things. And today's feature is on an absolute mover and shaker, somebody who is doing her thing as she helps so many others do their thing. And so today's guest is none other than the young mogul and legend in the making, the pit motivator, the generational chain breaker, Miss Jasmine Michelle Stockdale. Jasmine is the founder of Jasmine Michelle Enterprises, where she is an emerging leader who is on a mission to transform, uplift, and inspire others by providing community-based improvement opportunities. Highly sought after as a conference and seminar presenter, this natural storyteller has been featured in magazines, blogs, and in 2019, she penned her own memoir titled Control-Alt-Destiny. In her book, Jasmine details how she overcame generational curses, family trauma, and slayed stigmas through the healing power of faith. She highlights how her determination to use the very things meant to destroy her pushed her to her destiny. As a result of her unyielding passion to help others discover purpose, Jasmine created the Pretty and Published platform to help other new authors get their stories out, as well as the Pit Pulling Purpose Academy and the annual Shaping Women Bootcamp both designed to help women operate in their purpose. Jasmine holds a BS degree in international business from Alabama State University, as well as a degree in marketing from the University of Alabama at Birmingham. She will continue her education by attending Highlands College in 2020. Y'all, I'm so excited to have this conversation. So on the other side of this break, me and Jazz are going to chop it up and I really think it's going to bless you. So sit tight and we'll be right back. All right, y'all, welcome back to episode 21 of Crockpot Conversations. And this episode is one of my convos with creatives. And today I'm talking to Ms. Jasmine Michelle Stockdale. Jazz, say what's up to the people. Hey, everybody. Man, it is an absolute pleasure um, having you on today. Look, we've, we've been connected, me and you, for a couple of years now. And, and like I told you before, super proud of, of all you're doing and the fact that here you are at the right old age of 24, <laughs> uh, making a dent in the entrepreneurial world. Now, look, while most of us, you know, graduate and look for the best career we can find, um, tell me this, why on earth did you kind of go left and say, I'm gonna make my own career? Why did you choose the path that you chose instead of, I guess, the kind of traditional step of graduating, getting a job, working a job, et cetera? Why did you choose the path that you're on? Good question, good question. So um, initially, I grew up with the mentality that I was gonna be an entrepreneur. I remember um, at age eight in the third grade, and my teacher asking the entire class, what do you want to be when you grow up? So everybody goes around, says your cliche profession, you know, your doctors, your lawyers, your teachers. 
And here it is. I was like, I just want to own my own business. And that was the day I learned the word entrepreneur. My teacher mm. said, well, the proper word is an entrepreneur. And so I took that word. I started to research it. I know like in the third grade, who's researching words? But um, researching that word and I was like, this is what I'm going to be. So initially, um, I didn't have plans to own a branding company or anything like that. I wanted to be a mortician. That was my ideal thing. I wanted to own my own funeral home and go from there. And so as time progressed, I was in college and you know, they're drilling you on, go interview for that nine to five job or go interview for that Fortune 500 company. And I'm not knocking that, but I just knew in my heart that that was not the thing for me. And until I could convince my advisors and my teachers that otherwise I wasn't going for it. So eventually, um, when I was in my small business class, I remembered having to write a business plan. Okay. And I wrote my business plan on my funeral home. And my instructor was like, why did you do a funeral home? I said, that's something I want to do when I leave Alabama State. Right. And she was like, okay, so you're serious about this entrepreneurship thing? And I said, yes. She said, well, I'm going to test you on that. So she gave me every project that we had in class. She made sure that I was the leader of the group to see what my leadership skills were. She tested me on all the areas of entrepreneurship. She even went the extra mile of investing into me as far as like sending me to Chamber of Commerce events and sending me to different conferences so that I would have the information I needed post-college. And so at that point, I was like, okay, God, it's okay for me to take this entrepreneur journey and not feel bad about it or not feel less than because I'm not working for that Fortune 500 company. And I knew if I had took that responsibility and tried to work for a company post-college, I wouldn't have been happy and I would have been pleasing everybody else except for myself as well as God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's big. So so, so literally at the age of like eight, you kind of knew from the jump that you wanted to kind of have your own thing. Yeah. Man, that's, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I don't know if many eight-year-olds, like, well, that, I take that back. I mean, you know, people typically say, you know, I want to own my own, this or that and the other, but but over time things happen, they fall in love with other things. But you started at eight and here you are now at twenty-four and you have never strayed from that vision. So that is that is amazing. Kudos to you for that. That's huge. That's huge. All right, so so before we went um, live and, and, and came back from the break and everything, you and I were kind of talking, and of course, you know how on the podcast, I believe in being, you know, fairly transparent, uh, because a lot of times, you know, sharing our issues, our struggles, et cetera, and how we overcome them, I think, can help other people. Um, but you said something so interesting, and it's that uh, um, I think you opened up an office, a brick-and-mortar office, um, a few months ago. And and now I think if, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think you you mentioned to me that you're actually in the process of closing up the office. Yeah. So so tell me or, or, or really tell tell the listeners um, just kind of, you know, maybe not the whole story, but just kind of what, what, what went into that decision, what happened, et cetera. OK, so um, I remember talking to a friend. Um, it was I think it was late July, mid July right before I was graduating um, with my second degree. And this time around, I was like, okay, God, what am I doing post-graduation? And um, everybody knows that post-graduation depression is real. Yeah. And so I'm one of those people, I need a plan. I need to know what's next. And at that point, I really didn't know. 
So mm -hmm. my friend was like, hey, um, I feel like God is telling you to start looking for a building. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't know about that one, but I'm gonna go look, right? So the first time I looked, I um, found this one place and I got denied. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is not what God wants me to do. And I should have listened then. <laughs> I really should have listened then, but right. you know, we do what we do. So I right. kept looking. I was like, I'm not gonna be stopped by this one no. I'm going for my yes. Right. So I found this perfect building. Um, it was identically um, what I wrote on my notebook. I'm big about writing a vision. Okay. And I also, during this process, I'm just gonna skip ahead a little bit, learned that, you know, the enemy also hears those silent prayers. Like he knows exactly what we desire. And here it is. I run into this place that's exactly what I asked for. <laughs> And so I opened up the building officially August 16th, um, right after graduation. And I knew then that something was not going to be right. Um, wow. I struggled to furnish the building. I struggled to get people to come visit. I struggled just all together. And I knew that if God was truly in something, that mm -hmm. I wouldn't go through that part of the process. Excuse my dog. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So um, I had to learn then that it was just too much for me to really, you know, handle. And so eventually God was like, hey, you cannot continue to go through this burden. So I didn't listen because I was afraid of what people would think or did she fail or that was a fraud. God didn't tell her to do that. You know, it's just so many thoughts and the enemy ran rapid with my mind. So to the point that I was going to be disobedient at all costs. Wow. And um, eventually, I couldn't do anymore. And here it is, December, and I have to call, close the building. Um, not because it's not something that God desires for me, but it just wasn't the timing yet. Okay. Yeah. So um, I just think more so that have I listened a little bit closer or paid a little more attention to it, God would have definitely showed me that it wasn't time. Or he probably did show me. I just didn't see it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Um, you know, I, I know, I think to a certain extent, you know, a lot of us who are in this in this entrepreneurial space, um, you know, sometimes we find ourselves um, making, um, I guess, moves or making decisions um, a lot of times to be, I guess, seen in a certain light and to, you know, let me use this phrase, to be taken seriously. As, as business owners, did any of that kind of play into your mind when you were looking for a building? Like, did you say, you know, in order for people to take me seriously with what I do, I, I have to have a space they can come to? Um, not necessarily people, but a person okay. in particular. Okay, gotcha. Um, so I kind of skipped this part. Um, the first time I went to college, I was trying to persuade my dad that I could live off of my business. I remember him vaguely telling me, you will never be able to live off that. That is just a hobby. And not to bash my dad, but those were the words that was drilled in my head. And I was like, you know, I'm going to prove him otherwise. Wow. I'm going to go for it. And so that wasn't necessarily my pursuit to become an entrepreneur or to continue to be one. But when I got that bill. You good. You good. When I got that bill, then, um, I knew for a fact that it was to please him. Mm. It was trying to prove a point. It was trying to let him know, hey, I can go get this building and make sure that I can up you know, uphold it, have everything I need in it without his help, without his um, input. 
Yeah. And yeah. my dad um, is one of those financially well-off people. And I had to prove to my family that I could do it without him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, I, honestly, I, that probably isn't too far-fetched for a lot of people out there. Um, just kind of trying to, not necessarily chasing that validation, but more so trying to just prove that, you know, trying to prove somebody else wrong. And, 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 you know, prove that I can do what I set out to do. So, so that's huge. That's huge. Um, kind of, kind of in this same vein, when, when you and I were coordinating this conversation, um, you said something that really jumped out at me as well. Um, and I kind of back and email back and forth trying to, you know, get a good day in time, et cetera. Um, you said how you really want to help others not get lost in the pursuit of chasing money. And you said that you were, you felt like you were literally stripped of everything because of what you called a lack of control and a love for money. Now that's a heavy statement. Can you kind of explain to, to the audience kind of what you mean by that? So, um, in all honesty, when you first start your entrepreneurial journey, for most people, especially faith-based entrepreneurs, we go with the intention of trying to solve a need, right? Mm -hmm. Solve a problem. And I learned early on that that was exactly what I wanted to do. Right. But over the course of time, you know, when you start raising those prices and you know the potential you have to charge what you desire to make, and we get so wrapped up in that. Yeah. And I was finding myself where I was doing more of a burden to people than I was actually helping them. Mm -hmm. and when I say a burden, I mean financially. Okay. So um, not that God doesn't want us to charge what we're worth, but I strayed away from actually helping. Gotcha. And so gotcha. I was taking opportunities just because they had a dollar sign attached to it. I was compromising my values and my worth to please particular people. Um, I mean, it was just to the point where I would do pretty much any and everything for a dollar. And I, I mean that within constraints, but also just knowing that I was far, far away from the vision that I initially was given. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, man, I, hey, that's, I appreciate the, the transparency. That's, that's huge. Um, and the fact that you can actually acknowledge that and, and, um, just kind of be, be free and, and let folks know that that's what's happened. That's, that's big. That's, that's what's missing, I think, a lot in this space. And so, um, if nobody else says thank you for it, I appreciate you for that. <laughs> No problem. Sure. Look, I'm a uh, for the lesson for myself. Amen. Um, amen. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, so, so on this journey, you've been on it for, you know, for a little while now, for, you know, a couple, few years. Um, on this journey, I'm sure you've seen a lot of different things. Um, but for you, what's been the hardest thing you've experienced um, since you've kind of been been doing your thing as a, as a full-time or as an entrepreneur? What's been the hardest thing you've experienced? Um, I would have to say this time of the year, um, even being in the game for so many, well, maybe about two or three years, um, the holiday season is just always the hardest, right? Um, just knowing that people are spending their finances in other areas and, um, especially for service-based business, um, right. in the professional area, they're not really checking for us around this time. Right. <laughs> and, right. um, trying to remain relevant and you know the easiest thing to do is just say well I go get a job right right and leave that entrepreneur life alone for the time being and I struggled with that a lot 
Mm -hmm. um, where I'd be like, okay, God, did you really call me to be an entrepreneur? Did you really, you know, say this was my plan? I mean, the plan for me that you had, what exactly am I supposed to be doing? Because Christmas is going to come around every year. I can't get around it. And God easily corrected me. He was like, it's not that you're supposed to have a job, but what did you do those other, the other half of the year? Did you plan? Um, It's not going anywhere. And that's why I learned that my operations, my procedures were not in place because I didn't plan. I didn't save for this time of year. And I was kind of willy nilly about spending. Wasn't really um, cautious about, you know, budgets or anything like that. I just bought what I bought. Um, When I wanted to get a new computer, I would go buy a new computer. When I wanted to do anything for the business, I had nobody checking me on what I should and should not do. And I think that was something that I learned later down the line. And I have so many regrets, just being honest, about what I could have done right during the initial season. So like the beginning of the year was really, really good for me. Okay. I was bringing in, um, just to be honest, I was bringing in over three or four thousand dollars a month. Wow. Now I look at the end of the year, it's like, what do I have to show for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, and so it's so much stuff that I sit and think about. Now I'm in this season of being quiet, and it's like, Jazz, you could have did so much more, or you could have did this better, or you could have did that better. But I have to know that I can't dwell on what I did wrong. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's good. Um, you know, it's it's you say you have so many regrets, and and I, I can feel that because you know, I've had the same experience. But um, it's in looking back that you know you realize it's these kind of times that that kind of shape you, right? Like you you learn from them. Like a lot of times we, um, I'm a I'm a firm believer that we got to learn. We should learn from other people's mistakes. Um, but sometimes you just don't quite get the lesson until you go through it. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I believe that's probably where you are right now. Like, yeah, you got regrets, but um, they're meant to, to teach us, right? And so I'm pretty sure that this time next year, you won't be in the same situation because you've learned a lesson. I pray not. <laughs> right, that, that only comes from experience, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's real. Um, all right, so, of course, you're, as I've already said, you're, you're, you're super young. I mean, you, you're 24. Um, which, and I say that as as a as a thing of of greatness. Um, I don't. I, I think your the fact that you're so young and, and and doing what you do is an amazing thing. Um, you're young, you're gifted, um, you're double degree, but <laughs> you're in a space where 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 whatever money you make is literally the money you make. Like you don't have the biweekly paycheck cushion or. HR or payroll to protect your checks, and so overall, just out, you know, outside of the, the this, this holiday season, which you just kind of talked about, but overall, just kind of being in this space, how has it been for you to to really generate revenue in this entrepreneurial space? Um, not in an arrogant way, but it was yeah. easy. Okay. Um, especially being in the branding and marketing industry, it's so many um, new entrepreneurs as well as the seasoned saints, as I like to call them. And um, everybody at some point is going to need branding and marketing. Yeah. Now, granted, it's a lot of professionals out there, but in Birmingham, it's either so many or nobody, right? And so I really, it was easy for me. So easy to the point that it kind of rotted me. Mm. I became entitled 
I knew, oh, well, if, let's just say, for an example, I made $1,000 one week and I blew it, right? Mm -hmm. I knew the next week I was going to make a 1000 more. Wow. I knew it. And because I knew it, it caused me to be a bad steward of the finances that I see. And um, it was easy. It was um, definitely something that I just could have saw myself doing long term. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was like, the money is there. It's easy to make. I got the talent. Right. You know, so what is it? And in all honesty, now I kind of wish I didn't have that mindset. Because now that it's a scarcity for it, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it definitely was the money that I made, but I wish I had people put in place to kind of govern that money. I wish I would have put myself on a pay schedule earlier on. I did it towards the lateral end, but it was kind of too late. I got you. Uh, That's good stuff. Good stuff. So, all right. So, kind of going off what you just said, um, you know, you kind of major, major bones, major mark as, um, you know, marketing guru, and um, you've created multiple platforms um, to work with people. Whether it was like the Shaping Women Boot Camp, um, I think you had uh, there was something else that I remember you had at one point before that, or kind of in that same vein. Um, and I think you did like the Pretty and Published, the Author Movement, and now. You've got the Pit Pulling Purpose Academy. Um, so just kind of with all the different platforms you have and that you've created, um, is there anything that you're like specifically focused on right now? That that something that's just kind of just saying, you know what, I'm gonna give just kind of all my, or most of my attention to this particular area. Is there anything that you've got right now like that? Yeah, so initially um, that was me too for me. So that was my purity ministry. Right, the purity. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, entrepreneurship really did. And eventually, um, you know, that progressed to Pretty and Published, to Shape Women Boot Camp. But right now, I am sold out for Pitbull and Purpose Academy. Okay, um, cool. That Pitbull and Purpose Academy was derived off of my sermon, as people call it. I didn't call it a sermon, but from Shape Women right. Boot Camp this past yep. year. Well, you were in attendance, so you yep, were I remember that. To experience it in the flesh. Yeah, that's right. So, um, because of the impact that that message had on me, God showed me later on that that was not just um, a message. It was Mm. supposed to be something more. And so I initially thought, I was in my book writing phase, and I was like, okay, should I turn it into a book? What should I do with it, God? I know it's not a book because I was literally trying to write the book, and it was hard. And I'm a natural writer. So I was like, okay, that's not, that's not it. Yes. But then I was like, it's an academy. You, I love to teach. I love to instruct. Um, being in that position does something to me. It really helps me. And so God was like, you're going to start an academy. You're big on purpose. I prayed for my purpose for a year and a half before God revealed it to me. Mm. And so he wants me to help other people because that was a pit for me. Just think mm-hmm. about a year and a half, you're asking for it, like you're yearning for it, and nothing is happening. Right, right, right. So God wanted me to teach that, but from this perspective of Joseph in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so that is what Pitbull and Purpose Academy is. And so it is like my passion because I feel like me and Joseph were like homeboy, homegirl. Like we get each other, we in the right, same right. You know, and so um, I am just completely sold out. And I know that it's something that I'm supposed to be doing because God has sent me people that I had no connection with prior wow. to. And he sent me a good team, a great team 
to help me along the journey. So everything that I wanted and desired, I have it in Pit Pulling Purpose Academy. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, so, so Pit Pulling Purpose Academy is essentially that, that's your baby right now. That's that's yeah, what that's you are. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's what you are sold out on. That's what you're doing. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm. Um, it's funny. I'm. I'm big on. Um, I'm big on on speaking. I'm, I'm sorry, on, on purpose as well. I think, you know, you might know that. I mean, we've been, you know, like I said, connected for a little bit. And so it's funny that we kind of, we're kind of in that, in that same vein. Um, because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like you. It took me a minute to, to, to finally realize what I was supposed to do with what I had been given. Um, uh, but once I found it, the thing is like, all right, Hey, it's time to help other folks find the same thing. So, so that's, yeah. So I can, I can totally dig that. It's good stuff. All right. So, um, as we just kind of get ready to wrap up, Man, is there anything else that you would want the people to know? Anything, uh, anything maybe that we didn't hit on? Anything that that you just kind of like? Oh, one more thing. I mean, just anything else that you want the audience to kind of take from 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 you, this conversation, this experience, etc. Um, so I really want to reiterate on listening to God. So, mm. or to whoever your higher power is. I know some of you may not believe in, may not, may not have the same religious beliefs, but whoever your higher power is listen to them um, simply because I know like I um, briefly talked about it before we got on air but when I was homeless last year I was um, homeless for six months mm. so that is a long time you know being homeless for six hours is a long time right, right, right. six months alone and um, I was talking to one of my PPA students and I was telling her had I listened a little mm. earlier those six months would have never made it to six. And um, I think we we put ourselves in these seasons or we allow ourselves to stay in seasons because we don't listen. Mm. If we listen up front, we may never make it to that season. You know, um, just like if I listened when getting that office building, I probably wouldn't have been in the circumstance that I'm in right now. Right. And so, you know, we live and we learn, but at the end of the day, if you can avoid it by all costs, do so. Mm. And so um, I think just really listening and paying attention and just being open-minded to change. And um, I made a post, I think it was last week, about passing the torch. Mm. And um, I started with Me Too, and Me Too was my ministry. And I was so um, sold on reaching younger girls that I didn't even want to pass the torch. Mm. Like I was going to hold on to it for as long as I could and it was like I was running out of ideas it was like it just wasn't working and you know God was telling me it's, it's time for you to pass the torch it's time yeah. for you to go something new right. and so for um older people even younger people that started earlier you know don't be afraid to go to something new so whatever that new is um the new may always pull you out of your comfort zone but just be where be aware that somebody else has to come along and do what you did and be willing to teach them and train them and give them the necessary tools and knowledge so that you can spare them a lifetime of trying to figure it out. So that's awesome. pretty much all I have to say. Awesome. Now. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. That's good information. That's good information. So um, last but not least, uh, if people want to work with you, how can they get in touch with you? So um, if someone wants to work with me, you can follow me on Facebook at Pitbullin Motivation with Jasmine Michelle. Um, I do a lot of transparent posts there. You can contact me there. Or you could find me on Instagram at I am the brand underscore JM. 
or you can visit my website at www.jasminemichelle.com. That's J-A-Z-M-I-N-E-M-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E.com or pitpullingpurpose.com. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for the time. It's been great. It's been Thank great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to to us doing some some collabing in the future because I think that what you bring um is is needed and um and yeah I would just I would love for us to stay connected and uh find some ways to do what we do uh maybe together at some point. Yes, absolutely. You're stuck oh. with me. you know that. <laughs> <laughs> some folks I'm all right with being stuck with. So if you want to I can I can roll with that. I can roll with that. Alright, so so that being said, that's the episode, y'all. Um, if you have gotten anything from it, please take a second to subscribe, share, rate, and review. Also, feel free to hit me up on any of my social media. Anthony D. Sparks is the username. And of course, if you want to work with me on in this area or any other area that you might be struggling with, you got a few ways. You can hit me up on my website at www.anthonydsparks.com. You can email me at contact at anthonydsparks.com. Or you can even shoot me a text at 415-935-0219. Last but not least, if any of you would like to contribute to support the podcast, just click on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Of course, y'all know by now, no contribution amount is too big, but also none is too small. So don't let, if, you, if you're thinking that what you got to offer is not going to make a dent or make an impact, it absolutely will. All right. So that being said, thanks for the consideration. And as we wrap up, as always, man, thank y'all so, so much for rocking with me. Your, um, your, your, your support, your generosity, your listens, your streams, etc. It does my heart good. I'm looking forward to the next time. And I hope y'all are too. I'm out. See you soon.